0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening, welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on a big weekend across Scottish football The gap at the top stays the same after Celtic leave it late to see off Motherwell Rangers had stretched it temporarily with that 5-0 win against Hearts And there were big wins for the likes of Ross County, St Mirren, Hibs and Kilmarnock With another set of midweek fixtures just around the corner I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Andy Halliday and Hugh Evans. Chilling and thrilling, that's how I describe the weekend action involving Rangers and Celtic Chilling I think the word to describe the way in which Rangers dismantled Hearts who had gone to Ibrooks with eight wins in a row behind them. They don't half miss Andy Halliday in that team. It was 5-0, could easily have been 7 or 8-0. Meanwhile, at Fir Park, thrilling in the way that Celtic came back. They were booed off the field at half-time. After 90 minutes, it was 1-1, and they were in danger of being four points behind Rangers at the top of the table. But they rallied, they scored those late goals that are characteristic of their season. And they fight another day. But for me, in general terms, one team at the top is going from strength to strength and the other team is hanging on by their fingertips in the title race. I'll let you work out who's who. Rangers five-point lead at the top of the table lasted in less than 24 hours when Celtic unfortunately sunk the mighty well in the 94th minute plus. A weekend full of plenty of news, plenty of drama, but the biggest news of them all is while Roger Hanna is sunning himself on holiday, it's a return of Halliday and Keevans. You're delighted, yeah. aren't you? Oh, he, phoned so me earlier, he phoned me earlier to double-check <laughs> who he was alongside the, uh, the unlikeliest duo in worldwide football media back together on 01419511025. So give us a call. What are you thinking after a big weekend? How do you feel about the title race now? Simple as that. Goes to both sets of fans. Uh, Rangers fans, I am assuming you were delighted with everything you saw at Ibrox, that must have given you another shot in the arm. Celtic fans, what did you make of yesterday? Andy Halliday and myself had a vested interest. You came out on top on that one. Uh, so what did you make of it? Is it the type of win? We've said this before, but it still remains. Is it the type of win that maybe, maybe gives you that incentive, gives you that shot in the arm to turn things around, be a catalyst uh, for a real title charge? Or was it a performance that worried you in the first half? How would you sum it up? 01419511025. Adam Eder, time to acknowledge that he's been a very important January signing, perhaps, when you look at the goals that he's scored in certain games. Again, give us your thoughts on him on 01419511025. And anything else that's out there, big wins, as we said in the headlines, for the likes of St Mirren and Kilmarnock, a big game down at the bottom in fact let me pass to my esteemed colleagues to whet your appetite because you two can give out some early Monday awards what was your result of the weekend? Well I've got to go lower divisions all the way down to League 2 and give it to my old pal Ian McCall manager Clyde started the day bottom of the league and they're still bottom of the league but they're playing the team at the top of the league they went a goal down to Stenhouse Muir in Stenhouse Muir and they won 6 one. The fight back starts here, call it. See, who says he's, not a, stu- he's not a student of the game? Dipping into League Two for his result of the weekend. What was yours? As baffling as that result was, I'm going to go with a bit more simpler one in Ross County. When you've won your first game in the 5th of December, I think you're a deserving winner. I gave it to Livingston last week. They've not followed that up with a, a result against what you've got to say was a six pointer going into the game at the weekend. 
So I've got to give this one to the Staggies. Okay, goal of the weekend. One of you better mention it. Well, let me go first then, because it's my only chance of, of grasping something yeah, from there, the game there wasn't yesterday. Much to celebrate in the so end. So I've got to go Blair Spittle. It's his second goal of the goal of the week award that I've gave him since I've since I've joined the Steelmen. And uh, what a fantastic goal it was. Got a bit of everything, you know. I like a bit of a team move in there. A moment of magic for young Lennon Miller to you know, take that ball in a half turn and spin away for trouble, but then the composure to lay it on to, to Blair Spittle, wait a pass great, and then what a lovely finish into the far corner. I'll go Adamida in the same game. Terrific cross from Greg Taylor, even better header for Adam Ida, and Celtic owe him big time. Uh, he was the one who prevented them from uh, losing points at Easter Road when he scored two terrific penalties. He was the one who saved Celtic from losing another two points at Motherwell yesterday with his two goals. I think come Wednesday night, Celtic at home to Dundee, I think for the first time since Kyogo Furuhashi arrived in this country from Japan, he may find himself starting a game on the bench and Adam Ida will be the one who begins against Dundee. Okay, what we left with Howler. I think you had a few to choose from if my watching of the highlights... A good few. A good few. What you, what but you there was a standout for, for me. Got and it's be. the second week in a row that I went for a player which is very, very unlike me. But Trevor Carson... Well, he'd, guy, he'd give it to himself, wouldn't he? He'd give it to himself. I think you can see that with the reaction when the penalty was awarded. But listen, he's been a fantastic goal in Scottish football. Had a fantastic season last year. Continued that with Dundee this year. But I'm sure, I'm sure he wasn't watching a sports scene last night after giving away that penalty. So if anyone's not seen it, he comes for a cross, drops it, then tries to it's sort three of three howlers in one. And then, and then he tries to chase it down, bring someone down, penalty. So wait, wait, wait. Bring someone down They've uh, always yeah, their yeah. life <laughs> <laughs> for a penalty. It was an understatement Did, was there a, Could it have been Compounded the felony With a red card Nah oh, No I don't think In that instance Neil Warnock we'll, would have Called it manslaughter we'll, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll let him away with it What was your howler Mo Gary. If you're yeah. Bottom of the league And you're playing The team who are Second bottom of the league You really need to do Better than he defended And uh, it just put Additional pressure on mm. I felt so sorry For David Martindale 2-0 Gets it back to 2-2 And lost uh, With a goal in time added on But them's the breaks And you have to have your defenders defending better Do you think that's how David Martindale put it to him In the dressing room at half time Listen, you have to defend better than you did <laughs> Not quite <laughs> sure I think you'll be slightly no. stronger I've already no. seen the pictures When the, the full time whistle blew A, a David Martindale's reaction So uh, I don't think that's a very active at all Let's finish on a positive Top man, top performer I'm going It to can go be outside for the, the box Yeah, I'm going to go for the, the Morton manager Doogie Emery 15 like games on the bounce undefeated now now I hate to intrude into private grief we know that he knocked Motherwell out of the Scottish Cup Hearts are going there in the next round and uh, you know the way Morton are Capilo be a tough old day I'm going outside the box as well I encourage you to do that I'm going to go Niels Coppin anyone who doesn't know who that is it's the technical director and the head of recruitment at Rangers Football Club because I believe that the three January recruits Rangers have made could be and a stretch could be the difference between where the title is headed. Uh, I thought, you've seen that in full effect on Saturday against Hearts. I thought the impact that Adiamandi and Cortez in the start of the 11 has been a revelation to add to the squad. And Fabio Silva and Dessler seems to be doing that ham and egg roll perfectly where one comes in, scores a goal, gets rested the next game and the other one comes in, scores a goal as well. 0141-951-1025. Monday night, you know the drill. We just look back on as much of the weekend as we possibly can. So let's not waste any more time. Not that those two are a waste of time but Jamie is on the line how's it going Jamie? 
Ah, fine panel. Thanks very much for taking my call. Pleasure. Jamie. What are you thinking tonight then as a Celtic fan? Um, Can yesterday be the catalyst or was it still a worrying performance or somewhere uh, in the middle? Well, I would like to, if you could let me finish what I'm going to say because I'm not going to have a second point. I'm just going to have a batter on here and just get into it. Okay. Um, the first half of that game yesterday, I thought, you know, it looked all right in paper. The first 45 minutes was totally inept, as in a manager of Brendan Rodgers' standards. Um, I was ready to switch it off at half-time after 45 minutes. I thought it was absolutely shocking. No disrespect to Motherwell. I thought they played that an excellent game. Um, but it's the same old, same old. The second half performance... What can you say? We get away with it again. And that's all I'm going to say. Now, I wanted Brendan Rodgers to go in at the first half, disappear, pack his bags and just go away. Because if this is a performance, uh, you, you can say all you want about it, like sticking plaster over the problems that exist in Celtic right, right now. And a lot of supporters won't be half, happy with what I'm going to say. But I really don't think that he's going to improve that team one iota, uh, honestly. Um, I think he was clutching at straws yesterday. And I thought the first the first team that he put on in the 45 minutes, I thought he was basically trying to appease the fans, as in putting um, uh, Kyogo where he should be playing, etc., and putting everybody on what you what what had at his disposal. But at the end, I mean, I should be happy because we won the game. But I'm really not because we've got hearts to play. Now, Dundee to play before the hearts? Yes. And I'm dreading it. I'm dreading it. Brendan Rogers so just, just let me test it though Hugh before we could Jamie like I said at the top sometimes and I've seen a lot of it in social media people say that you know when you're not at your best and you dig it out like that and you get a dramatic win sometimes that can be the kick up the backside you need why is that not the case for you um the simple reason is he, he doesn't know he's, he's he's first 11 it's as simple as that if you look at that game yesterday I think the way he changed that team and put that team on was to appease the fans, right, OK, we'll play the way Kyogo plays, but we'll, we'll Maeda and all the rest of it. You know, I think that's what he done. But it wasn't working. It wasn't working. And then he changed that. And I think we were fortunate. We, I, the, the, the number nine idea to come on and played. And that guy, you know, he did show his ability by the two goals that he scored. But if you take him out of the equation yesterday, what would have happened there? I mean, Motherwell, Motherwell really had a go at us yesterday, and they could have been two up. So where would that have left us then? Mm. To sum up, Jamie's not happy despite the win, no. Hugh. Um, just on some of it, I would get, I think Celtic fans would agree, but I'm not sure we can say, you know, if Adamida wasn't there, where would it have left us? Because he was. You know, that, that's what you signed for. Why... What do you make of, of Jamie's assessment? What was yours? First of all, Jamie is representative of that element within the Celtic support who have a real problem with Brendan Rodgers now. And the manager, I think, uh, looks like someone who is under strain, sounds like someone who is under strain. And when I said that one team 
and I mean Rangers, is going from strength to strength and another one is holding on by its fingertips, I mean Celtic. The performance at Motherwell was consistent with all of Celtic's performances since football resumed after the winter break. They have been getting out of jail, most notably at Easter Road and at Motherwell yesterday. They didn't quite get out of jail at Pataudry, 1-1, left the two points in Aberdeen. And this is the way in which Celtic are proceeding now. I wouldn't say categorically that Celtic will beat Dundee on Wednesday night. It'll be yet another struggle for them and Tynecastle will be even worse on Sunday. They don't have a settled team. They have players in the team. He started with Kuhn yesterday. I'm very much afraid that, you know, there's no humour in this. He's never going to be a Celtic player. Seriously already? Oh, written yeah. off I, I, I really don't Weeks I, in He's 24 years old And He's very very weak And not what Celtic need At this particular time When Yang come on It changed the, the, the game Likewise Adamida uh, And in particular Cameron Carter Vickers When he come on after an hour Nabrotsky and Scales Didn't look a happy partnership Celtic are clinging on Game by game And uh, Meanwhile, Rangers are going from strength to strength. That's I, the problem. I've hung about with you long enough to know that Nicholas Coon's going to score a hat-trick on Wednesday. Exactly. So anyway, to, uh... do you want any money on that? <laughs> Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> well, listen, Gordon, you said uh, at the start is it a catalyst for the rest of the season? Was uh, it hanging on, or is it somewhere in between? I think it's Philly and that hanging in between because uh, I thought it was a game of two halves. I thought we win at half time one nil up and thoroughly deserved to be one nil up. Could have been more. Uh, but it's funny how the narrative can change uh, between fans in terms of what they feel towards the manager because if, if everything was rosy at Celtic and Celtic fans were happy at Brendan Rodgers Jamie and his fellow Celtic fans will be phoning praising Brendan Rodgers for his substitutions because ultimately they were the ones who won Celtic the game the introduction of uh, uh, Yang, Ida and Carter Vickers for me were the catalyst in Celtic's second half performance and uh, it would go down as that's the type of win that can sometimes win your leagues. Absolutely. That, but that, that's when you would hear that stuff, but because it's been a bad spell... And because so Celtic called. fans are so frustrated with the manager at, the, at these present times, they can't give him praise when praise is probably due. Uh, so it's been pent-up frustration for weeks now. You know, Brendan Rodgers said last week that he felt they nearly got away with it. I thought their second half, as much as I'm saying it through gritted teeth, their second half probably, probably warranted two goals, uh, and a big part of that was down to substitutions. 01419511025 Thank you Jamie You can call from other parts of Glasgow and the West Thomas is also in Clossyth What was your take on it Thomas? Hey Gordon Hi uh, Andy and Hugh No I think, I think Again the first half was really poor Gordon You know We just couldn't We just couldn't string, string passes together You know We were just We looked lackluster We looked slow But obviously The second half uh, When Ida Yang and uh, Carter Vickers come in I think Yang changed the game you know, and so did, so did Ida. And Ida's, Ida was brought up to score goals, I think. And I, I come on here a few months ago and slated the boy. Um, but, you know, since he's... He, pulled, he pulled us at hole against Hibs. And again, he's pulled us at hole yesterday, yesterday against Mallow. Does he have to start next game, Thomas? I think so, Gordon. He's got to start. Much as I love Kyogo, I love the wee, I love the wee man. But he's just no... Donald Rogers is playing him in the right position. He doesn't, really even, he doesn't even look happy His face used to light up Celtic Park Kyogo uh, It doesn't look particularly happy the, the reason why I say Celtic are hanging on by their fingertips While Rangers go from strength to strength The weekend marked the point where 
Philippe Clement has had 19 league games as Rangers manager. And over those 19 league games, which is half a season, Celtic have dropped nine points more than... I'm explaining this clumsily. Rangers have taken nine points more than Celtic, uh, which sums up Celtic's inconsistency and speaks for Rangers' consistency. Uh, And this is what Brendan Rodgers is having trouble addressing. Celtic are staggering from one game to the next and they just do not look comfortable. Even though they're only two points behind Rangers, it does not look comfortable. If there was one positive that you had to pick, if you had only to pick one, would it have to be Adam Ida? Andy, I'm not trying to pretend everything is rosy and go against Hugh too much, but like we said, if if you were to take Hibs and Motherwell, that contribution from Adam Ida... Sort of shown how important he's been in the short time he's been here without being brilliant or starting every game or lighting the place up if you were to take those goals away in those two games that two points would be a lot more yep he's came in such a short space of time he's won them games he's won them two games in particular but I thought yesterday was a lot more than just his goals I thought his overall contribution to the game uh, his hold up play his willingness to run in behind playing the shoulder play up against centre half spin people roll them spin them create chances for others I thought his overall performance in that 45 minutes was was exceptional. Uh, but again, we touched on it, you touched on it as well. I thought Carter Vickers and Yang at opposite ends of the pitch, I thought made a huge difference. Yang, I thought Yang's biggest uh, into the biggest thing about his introduction to the game was enthusiasm. I just thought Nicholas Kuhn, I thought he made the game so predictable in the first half. Again, everything was coming inside the bodies and not really making an impact going forward. But Yang had that ability to add energy, add tempo to the game. You know, go outside, go inside, one-twos, running behind and mixed up the game made it a lot more difficult for uh, for us to deal with. And then Carter Vickers for me, I, I, for as good as we were in the first half and we really were, I, I was amazed at how easily Celtic allowed us in behind in the first half. And I thought that was because the positioning and the off-gating scales was they were too far apart. Neither one of them were able to cover each other when the ball went in behind. Look at the second half, how many times we played the same passes as we did in the first half to play in behind. And who was there in the right mm. position to cover them up, Carter Vickers? So Thomas, can results like that be a catalyst or is it papering over the cracks? The last caller thought it was papering over the cracks, but you might be a bit more optimistic. Well, I think we need to play better, Gordon. Is, uh, that's all, I think it's obviously we need, we need to play better, you know, but I think, obviously, the blocking skills, the two of them, the two of them look lost, you know, skills. I've, I thought Skills was not, I don't know about during the, the middle of the season but it's, for me he's not a defender play centre back OK thank you very much to Thomas it's a good time to call we'll start hearing from the managers the likes of Brendan Rodgers maybe you Motherwell fans want to pick Andy Halliday's brains about your part in it yesterday as well give us a call and we'll try and get you on next Clyde One Super Scoreboard listen and watch Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Andy Halliday are in the building. Gary is in Motherwell. How's it going, Gary? I know too bad. How you getting on, guys? Not bad, not bad, Gary. Gary. You didn't have far, you weren't far from the game yesterday. What did you make of it, though, from a Celtic perspective? I think it was obviously a, a game of two halves, but as I say, the first, first half for obvious reasons wasn't it wasn't it a great performance by Celtic. But as I say, the second half was was a um, a, to- a totally different game, and 
like I say, I think, I think certain Celtic fans are a bit harsh on certainly the manager, especially some of the team as well, because um, obviously Dyson Maeda, he's, he's got two tap-ins yesterday. He put say two in, Celtic won the game 5-1. Nobody's really criticised the overall performance, do you know what I mean? It's um, As much as some of the Celtic fans on here, it's, it pains me to say it, they need to drop the negativity and start, they start getting behind the manager and the team. It's um, conceding the league. And just the constant negativity towards the managers just it's, it's embarrassing to be perfectly honest with you. If you're giving Celtic two extra goals, I'll need to give Motherwell at least one or something for the chances they had in the first half. But um yeah, but maybe there's something in that. I'm not saying Celtic deserve to win five one. But um does Celtic need a bit of quality you know, do some of their attacking players need to sharpen up quality wise, whether it is Dyson Maida or or, or Kyogo or others. Uh it's just not what it used to be. Uh but it's consistent with how it's been since the new year uh, and uh, Celtic have to address that problem. I, again, I go back to... Let Andy Halliday speak because something's wrong with your mic by the sounds of it. I, I'm, sure it was, I'm sure it was going to be brilliant stuff but oh. it sounds weird so we'll get that fixed. Well, l- listen, you take over. It, listen, Dyson Mayday is that bit of enigma, isn't it? When the, even the game yesterday is such a threat throughout the game but sometimes it is just that final ball. You see the one in the first half that he puts over the bar with left foot and <laughs> the Gordon Dale season ticket that he's never went to in about 20 years and then again the chances gets in great positions makes it really difficult when he runs in behind his intensity but that final finish and that's what's let him down at times uh, Kyogo no I feel as if we've spoken every Monday mm. for the last sort of seven eight weeks but the fact of the matter is he isn't playing the way he played last year and his numbers are still okay by the way they're not great they're not what you're expecting of a player of his quality but he's just not offering what he was last year is that down to a different style potentially because I do think that though Celtic's number nine just now is expected to link the play a lot more come a bit deeper to then maybe thread someone else uh, in behind and that's when I touched on about Adam Ida earlier with that that physical presence that being able to not only play in the shoulder but play up against centre-halves and uh, obviously comes for the first goal how many times does Celtic get in that particular position that Greg Taylor was in the first half but refused the cross whether it was like Nicholas Kuhn coming inside mm. like I touched on but then they, fi- they obviously they fling the ball in the box in the second half and Adam Ida is that, that presence that gets on the end of it and wins Hugh Keevan's goal of the weekend which I'm sure yeah. meant more to him than the three points Gary there is a real split already I know we're only a couple of calls in I'm looking at social media it is just it's so split between Celtic fans who are saying this is rubbish and we're we're kind of plastering over things here and others who think no 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 this could this could be the start of something you never know it's all too negative you you sound certainly more in the the second camp there. I say like, I mean, I'd, I'd seen a start was it yesterday. Um, obviously, Brendan Rodgers will never be Ange at the end of the day. But um, 2021, 2022, Jota and Abada got probably just over fifty between goals and assists between them. Pretty similar in the the season after that. This season, that service isn't there. So I feel bad for Kyogo because he's not getting the service that he once had. Um, I say the wingers are obviously the stuff that's with Omer Abada this year it's obviously out of the, out of the, kind of the club's hands but I say I, I just pinpointing and certain fans just blaming the manager all the time it's just it's, a, it's an easy get out um, I, I think everybody's well aware that the signings that have come in the door have not really been Brendan Rodgers signings but as I say he's, he's, having, he's having to work with what were the tools that he's got surely Nicholas Kuhn must have been the way even if by the way Brendan Rodgers is claiming them all from the summer said he was involved in the process understand some people look at the time frame and and how that worked out but 
He must have he must have had something to do with Nicholas Coon's transfer, surely. Sure, to be honest, but as I say def- definitely not the summer because Brendan Rodgers doesn't doesn't know the the Asian market, for example, and obviously the Australian market. Um, we've seen players like Talio, Quan, all these guys coming in the door, but Adamida, thankfully, he's, he's obviously chipped in with some goals, but as I say, that was more of a I think for the like mm-hmm. fair point of view, is it looked more a, a panic, a panic loan at the end of the window. Um, obviously, no business getting done, but it's one that's potentially going to work out. He seems, it seems a, he's he's putting himself about, which is pretty good. But is he going to start from now on? Do you think, or certainly in the next couple? I'm a massive Kyogo fan, to be honest with you. Um, but I, do, I just feel bad for the for the guy. If like I keep saying it time and time again, like you see the runs the guy makes, and the players just don't find him. It's, as I say, you check the, check the stats, the, the goals and assists for, for Jota and Abada, even Maeda over re- recent seasons. The wee man's had loads of service and he, he's been clinical when he gets when he gets the service, but as I say, when that service isn't there, he's... It was, a, yeah. it was a strange feeling yesterday, Hugh, if I can put my own bias on it for just a quick second, where yeah. it almost felt like Kyogo going off wasn't a good thing. You know, usually you would you yeah. would think when a... Do you know what I mean? The main striker for the opposition goes off, but you got the feeling Celtic actually would improve when he went off, which is a weird thing to say. Ordinarily, this mic is not working. (laughs) I think you got the right to get your cold beans. Use mine. Use mine. On you go. Ordinarily, if Kyogo goes off the park, you think, "Oh, that's a bad move," Um, but not on Sunday at Motherwell. I think Gary will have to appreciate that Celtic at the moment don't look like a happy club. There's criticism of the chairman and what he had to say in the mid-season accounts uh, about how difficult it is to get players in January and then all of Rangers signings from January score and Celtic signing in January scores too. Uh, There's also unhappiness over the Abada situation. It may be that he will never play for Celtic again because of uh, a section of the Celtic support. The players... Dundee's a very interesting one on Wednesday night. The last time Celtic played Dundee at Dens Park, it was the most one-sided game in the history of football. Celtic had something in the order of 23 corner kicks. They were all over Dundee and they went into the winter break feeling good about themselves. They'll come out of the winter break and it's stuttering, stammering, stumbling from one game to the next, getting out of jail and they do not look like a settled team or club at the moment. Give me that mic back Apparently the producer says We have to unplug you I don't know if he means your mic Or, or you Specifically <laughs> Oh I've come back oh, That's now. better that's Turn better. them off and back there on we go. There we go Magic Anyway uh, Thanks to Gary in Motherwell We're keeping it in Lanarkshire here Because Gary uh, Gary thinks there should be A bit more positivity Get behind the manager A bit more Mark in Hamilton Is that something you can get On board with or not? It's, it's quite right Gordon But after Two players I need to speak about. I came on a few weeks ago and I seen the lad couldn't for 25 minutes his first game at Celtic Park. Said to Hugh, that's never a, a Celtic player there for, I think it was at three million we paid for him. No, I just, I was sitting there yesterday watching that and I was shocked, shocked and stunned watching him playing football yesterday. And then on the other side, we got a lad, Maeda. I don't know who, where they think the boy's a winger, but no one at Kyogo's just Disillusioned with what he's watching in there because he's never got any get anything off of the two on each side. 
I think Maeda's been a good dreadful. Maeda's been a really good player for Celtic. He'll still because he'll still give you something. Won't yeah. If the quality's not yeah. there, you still know the work rate always will be. Uh, yeah. If nothing else, he's a pest for the opposition. But he had one of those days. Now, Kuhn has one of those days every day. But Maeda had one of those days yesterday. He missed sitter after sitter. He takes inexplicable decisions like trying to head a ball that's far more easily kicked into the net. So he just had one of those days. But, um, you know, the, the whole team at the moment, they look as if they, they really are uncomfortable. I don't know whether it's the system, personnel, what's going on, but Adamida has been the one breath of fresh air because he's come in, he's enjoying not being on the bench at Norwich and actually getting a game. And I think he's got to start on Wednesday to prolong at least that one air of positivity mm. about the team right now, and it's Adam Eder. This is not my intention to tell everybody that Nicholas Kuhn will come good, because I've absolutely no idea, Andy, mm. and I, I don't have many positives about the performances so far. I just wonder if we should always acknowledge the long, long, long list of players the world over who did look like they could do nothing wrong at the start, and then... Developed off the top of my head right now, who's the most relevant here? Sergio Dessas, Ridvan Yilmaz. It could be a potential other one. Yeah. Took a long, I mean, a long time though. Dessas, it's been quite quick. Yilmaz for everybody, and now all I'm seeing on social media today is Rangers fans raving about him. I don't know if that'll happen with Nicholas Kuhn, but should people at least give him the chance to? <laughs> they should, but the fact of the matter is that Celtic Rangers are in the first title race for over a decade. So the per people that were signed in January were signed to give them that exactly. advantage that, to come and make an impact straight away. So the fact of the matter is, as harsh as he ain't got two, three months to improve, he's got to make an impact now. I just think if you're a winger with pace, which I certainly don't have, <laughs> if you're 1v1 with a wing back, you should be lighting up. That's your opportunity to make a difference in the game, to take him on the outside, to, to drive at him and, and try and create chances, make an impact. And again, I keep talking about I, I don't understand this need to come inside the pitch all the time when you're taking a 1v1 situation coming inside the pitch and now you're against three men, four men, five men. Uh, uh, this is a really, really small detail, Gordon. I don't know if I'm may maybe overthinking this, but see if I Think away. See if, see if he's coming on the pitch again. Play him on the left. Honestly, play him on the left. Because if, if he wants to keep coming inside, at least he's coming on his stronger foot and he can see the rest of the game instead of coming into his weaker foot and making no sort of impact in the game. But I, I, listen, I'd, I'd be amazed if Brendan Rodgers hasn't seen the same where, right, again, he's he's a bit too one-dimensional at the minute. Where I, And to be honest, I thought Palmer was probably a little bit similar at the start where playing on the left-hand side, constantly wanting to come in his right foot and sort of whip the deliveries in. But you then seen over the next sort of three, four, five games, he had that sort of chop down the left-hand side, stand-up cross. But, I mean, if, if you're asking a, a technical detail, try counting on the left. The managers get into a mindset where they say, everyone is saying this guy's hopeless. I'll stick with him. No, but I wonder though, because that is it not part of a bigger problem where it's not like Brendan Rodgers is leaving out other standout, brilliant wingers, Mark, is he? You know, Nicholas Kuhn probably did deserve a chance because no one else has taken it either. Watching last week's the game for the lad, I don't know how he, how he starts yesterday, but he did, and nothing changed in the first half. So I don't know what Brendan Rodgers watched in last week's game, but he's not really learned anything. The manager, and you're watching the lad struggle. Andy said it. I don't understand a, a, a right player playing the left and whatever vice versa. Play the right winger on the right wing, and the left on the left, and we'll see. It. I would see. It. You're looking for something to get to that byline and put it in with your strong foot. I just don't get this 
My aid is the mm. same. He goes past a player and then he, he balloons it a bit nail over to the corner fly. Just play them on the, the left and play on the right. Go to help. Yeah. All right, thanks, Mark. We'll leave it there. 01419511025. Really busy on these phones. If you think there's something that's getting missed and you want to bring it up, call us right now because it is lively out there. And whilst you do, let me run this past you. Finally, our run of rollovers came to an end on Make Me A Winner as Viv won £142,000. Different class, Viv. She says she felt like a dream when she got the call, I'll bet. Um, don't want to know what Hugh Keevens dreams about, to be honest. And the money's oh. in her bank account already because it's payday payout week this week and we could make you the winner of £144,000. Paid into your bank straight after the call tomorrow but only if you're in the draw. Text yes to 61025. Text for £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition can be found online. If you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away to win £144,000 in your account by tea time. Text yes to 61025. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday here looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points. If you think we've missed one, give us a call and let us know. Uh, we could do an extended show at this rate because it was a very, very busy weekend. Let's bring in Brian, who's a Celtic fan. How are you, Brian? Uh, I can't. OK, I've been better, obviously. Celtic's recent performances. And the point I'd like to make, I remember the week Nicholas Kuhn's fight. Was this that Austrian football journalist come on? And they pretty much sledged him. I thought it was quite harsh and it was a wee bit OTT, but I'm, I must say, the guy's spot on. He's just, he's just not got it. just ain't... Three million pound player. Yeah, I remember. I remember it well because, um, look, there's something we do all the time. For anyone who doesn't know the backstory, if there's a new signing or a European opponent, we try and get you a bit of an inside track. The truth is, yeah. I've got no idea what they're going to say. I don't know. And usually, it is kind of positive feedback. It's just part of the the way it goes. It's always over the top in, and, in favour of the. And the, Brian's right. This Austrian expert came on and basically said Nicholas Kuhn uh, was a bit of an underwhelming Celtic signing. He was. Not worth the money Celtic paid And we got Dogs abuse On Twitter And in my emails And I Look I said it earlier I'm not going to be a hypocrite I still think you need to Give him more time I, I'm not going to jump on here And say we told you so Because that, that was never the point of it um, There is a little tiny part of me That wonders if all those Who sent abuse Would would apologise For the nature of it But that's just me being Bitter about it um, I still think Hugh He's a human being He's a young man and you can't write anyone off that quick. But by the same token, clearly an underwhelming start. The scatter guns out. You know, if it isn't uh, Maeda, it's Kuhn. Uh, if it isn't either of them, it's the manager. If it isn't the manager, it's the chairman. That's the place that Celtic are in at the moment. If it's not the chairman, it's the chairman's son because he's head of recruitment. Uh, so whatever has befallen Celtic since the resumption of football after the winter break... You can't lay it all at Nicholas Kuhn's doorstep. Uh, I, I think if, if I were the manager, I'd be leaving him out now, giving this time to calm down, bring him on late in the game, whatever. But, yeah, but again, is this not part of the bigger problem though? Because that's kind of what they're trying to do with Yang. And Palmer's not 
got good numbers, but he's not doing it consistently either. So at some point, one of them is going to need to get a, a bit of a run in the team, though. No? Is, well, is it Yang's turn now, then? Well, right now, you couldn't give Kuhn uh, a run in the team because Brian and the other supporters have made their minds up. Um, but all over the place, there are players who are not playing to their normal standard. There are players who have been brought to the club who are not up to the standard required. And that's why Celtic are stumbling from game to game, hoping to get by. And it will be the same old struggle against Dundee on Wednesday. The barrage of abuse came because they found out the Austrian expert was from Mogai. No, Northern. this guy was legitimately Austrian. <laughs> no, I don't believe you it. I've heard, heard a couple of accents. But no, I, I think they're spot on in terms of Yang. I think I've been one of his biggest defenders probably, believe you it or not, like on Yang, this show. Yeah. Because I've seen glimpses of a player there. I, and to be fair, I think the majority of that has been when he's been asked to come off the bench and make an impact. Unfortunately for him, he's not really replicated that in the in the few starts he's had. I think the last one that springs to mind was the Champions League game. I believe it was a, a Atletico Madrid at home. But... The issue is, for me, it's difficult if you're being asked to come off the bench three, four games, play really well, you get one start, if you don't perform, you're back out. That's it. It's an opportunity again to make an impact off the bench. And he's probably been one that's been starved of that run in the team to make an impact. Uh, but I, I, I'd be amazed if we look at the team sheet on Wednesday against Dundee and Yang's not a start uh, uh, as long with mm -hmm. Adam either. But I'm sure... That Yang will be wanting that run of games to, to try and get up to the speed of things Ryan you don't sound like you're taking Huge heart from a good turnaround And a dramatic win And hoping that that can kick things on You're not, you're not feeling I, that that's a possibility Something's far I mean the Rodgers and, and the team And even Hawaii Something off the boil But probably because he's won Moves to a good club sell through And there's just something no, no right there And I just can't see how it's going to be remedied quickly Because I mean For the first time in a while I'm pretty Because that's so, <laughs> the line, line broke up a little bit for me certainly then I think Matt O'Reilly was mentioned another one yeah he, quiet again yesterday wasn't he yeah he came on late in the game but uh, but I don't know I, I would have to speak to Matt O'Reilly personally to know if what happened with regard to Atletico Madrid has affected him that badly uh, it may just be that Matt O'Reilly has after a terrific start to the season, um, gone through a bad period. But as I, I said earlier, everything about Celtic now is a, a, a fight. The fans don't, some fans don't want the manager. Uh, the chairman's getting it, chairman's son's getting it. Everybody is getting it. And that for me is consistent with a club that is in a place where I don't think you can win a league title when fan and club are in opposition to each other. Is it mm. not as simple as saying that Matt O'Reilly's played in a different position since the January transfer window? But ha did he yesterday though? Well, he played as two eights, whereas before yeah. he was that sole number 10 behind whoever the striker was. Since Adamida came in, there's been two or three games where it's been Adamida and Kyogo, and, and he's been the deeper one with Callum McGregor. Yesterday, was, because it wasn't that sole number 10. No. Sort of him and Callum McGregor is a, a two high eight. Well, why that then? Because, no, listen, you'll know more than me, but I just as a layman almost assumed that when Adamida didn't play then that allowed you know Kyogo would be higher up the pitch why is Matt O'Reilly not doing what he used to do then within that I just think when he was that sort of sole number 10 that one to find day pockets of space uh, in front of the striker that's exactly what mm. he was doing but now it's a bit more crowded uh, I thought listen I, 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 I've said that again I'll say, I said it before I'll say that again I think Brendan Rodgers subs won the game for Celtic yesterday but I thought the 
you know, the, the lineup that started the game I thought was all wrong yeah. for me. I thought Callum McGregor even playing as that higher up one for me didn't work. Uh, I was actually going to pose the question to Brian and other Celtic fans. I was amazed with the, the reaction of Celtic fans for a while I've been subbed. I thought it was a nailed on substitution because I don't think his impact deeper or Callum McGregor higher was, was, was working. Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. He thinks people have already written the story of Celtic's season but he's urging his players to make their own. He also doesn't think a draw would have even been a disaster in the title race. No, listen, if we drew the game, four points is nothing. It really isn't. With 11 games to go, it's, you know, it's not insurmountable lead. But obviously to get the, the win is, is important for, for mentality and uh, and also and, and convincing of, of how we play. And if we, we play with those connections and play with that aggression and that mentality, we can, uh, we'll, we'll win more games than... And we'll draw or lose. So, um, and I think the story is already written for for us this season. And that is the the one thing that I again reinforce with the players that all the noise, everything that's been around this team and this uh, for for the virtually the whole season, we get the chance to write our story. No one else. And that's what we'll do. And uh, when this, like today is very very important for that and for the belief. So now we go into our next game. And like you say, the optics of it. Yeah, it's two points and. Um, very very close but that, I think that's how it's going to be through to the end but it's a bit you know playing with that mentality in the second half It's actually one of Brendan Rodgers other post-match interviews Hugh that seems to have created a lot of headlines I actually yeah. thought we'd get some some calls on this we haven't yet if you feel the need then 01419511025 um, Brendan has not seen the story so he, he ended a, a, an interview on the BBC calling reporter Jane Lewis a, a good girl or said good girl um, which has led to various accusations ranging from sort of patronising, condescending, as far as casual sexism. I think some like women's rights groups have spoken out about it today and are not particularly happy about it. What, what was your take on that? I think the reaction uh, has been overblown. Uh, I don't think that Brendan Rogers is the type of person who would uh, have wanted to offend Jane in any way. I know Jane, terrific person. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to know how she feels about the reaction to what took place. Um, from a generational point of view, I will say that I am convinced that I have called both of my daughters, mm. my wife, my granddaughters, good girl at think, some point. But they are, they are my children. Family, yeah. Yes, yes. And that's a, a familial matter. But... I do not think that Brendan Rodgers was in any way trying to be uh, offensive or condescending where Jane Lewis was concerned. I think, again, it's characteristic of a manager who is under pressure and he keeps talking about outside noise and the optics. The optics are that Celtic had an eight-point lead at one point over Rangers and are now two points behind in a ten-point mm. swing. And those are the optics that the fans are concerned about. And so what, it, what would you describe it as then? Is it just a is it a bad choice of words? I've seen people point out, which I can testify to, having been on the, the receiving end of it. He tends to round off interviews with male reporters, with sort of good lad, good man. I've then seen people, I think, quite fairly point out that good girl hits a bit different to a good man it's, there's something about the word girl that, that maybe hits a bit well, different that, for a lot un, of people that, that's unfair um, I think because a good man good girl uh, you know it, it, it's the same thing uh, only a change of gender but I wonder how many I think the people that are making that point 
say, you know, without getting really pernickety about it, would be that good boy would be the same as good girl. And again, this maybe feeds into what you're saying about it being overblown and overanalyzed, but I think that would be the distinction for some people. Also, those who are up in arms about it, try and put yourself in the position where you're a football manager with a team who are under great pressure in the league um, to win the league. And you've gone through an afternoon, the likes of which he went through, uh, which ends in the most dramatic fashion and satisfactory fashion for Celtic. But you're then put in front of cameras, radio, newspaper men, and if there has been a tone in his voice that people find unsatisfactory, then okay, you're perfectly entitled to your opinion, but put yourself in his shoes. And managers who are thrust in front of a microphone after an extremely stressful afternoon, maybe the tone can be questionable, but I do not believe it was meant to be offensive in any way. It is that time of the night already. Would you believe? Let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Come on then, it's beat the pundit time. A good chance to kick off the week with a victory for the listeners. You can take on Hugh Evans or Andy Halliday and win yourself a money can't buy sign. Clyde won Super Scoreboard Ball, but your calls need to be in before seven o'clock. Let's hear from you. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Hugh Evans are here. It's 01419511025. If you want to give us your thoughts on the weekend's action, lots of opinions on Celtic's trip to Fur Park yesterday. Bit of a split. Some people looking at the, the positives and Adam Ida and maybe hoping that it's a kick on for Celtic. Others a bit worried about elements of the performance and some of the individual efforts there as well but if you want to keep going on those themes you can do Rangers fans might be a good time to hear from you very positive last we left you on Saturday a 5-0 win against Hearts everything was heading in the right direction the new signings chipping in as well so if you want to share your thoughts there now would be the perfect time to do it and we'll play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online the scottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time. Let's see. You've got a. You've, usually on a Monday, it doesn't really matter. Heads is difficult, tails it's difficult. Whereas tonight's a bit more unpredictable. Oh, you. Well, you. You. I don't know. Flip flop. You. Uh, you're a roller coaster Man, on beat the, the pundit. Back to the tails now. Is it your mic that's not working out? Great. <laughs> Hello. What a classic <laughs> night for broadcasting <laughs> this is. Honestly, what a place. Have you done something? Did they leave you in charge of setting do up the mics? Do I look like the type who would know what to do with any electronic equipment? Turn Hello? them off and back on again. Hello? Nah, I still no. use it anyway. Uh, heads, it's Hugh Keevans. Tails, it's Andy. We'll get to that. One of them will play Sean in Bells Hill. How's it going, Sean? Hi, Sean. Can you hear us? It's just great. This is, uh, this is great. Oh, my back, back. Sean, can you hear me? <laughs> Going to play each other, I think. No. Oh, I heard, oh. I heard something. Sean, how are you? How you doing, Gordon? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, living the dream, mate, living the dream. Good, that's what I love, <laughs> love to hear that. Positive, man. Do you want to try and topple Andy Halliday or would you rather go for the more unpredictable Hugh Keevans? No, I would go for Andy Halliday. I think too, too much expertise. Quite right, aim high. I don't know about that, but anyway, heads, <laughs> it's Hugh, heads it will be Hugh, tails it's Andy. You're in a different seat tonight. I know. I don't know if that changes things. You're in the Roger Hanna throne. Hopefully I've got his knowledge. 
you don't have to worry about that it's heads <sighs> so it's Hugh Evans against Sean from Bells Hill so let's give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to and that way we can get the questions ready and Hugh can't hear us Sean I'm sure you've heard it before but just to clarify 30 seconds answer as many as you can and pass if you do not know the answer okay oh perfect thank you right 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now what MLS team does Scott Arfield play for? Pass. Name any player that got a double in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend. Ada, Adam Ada. What type of animal is the Ross County mascot? A uh, lion. Who's Celtic's current number five? Uh, Liam Shields. Which club links John Sutton, Kyle Lafferty and Craig Gordon? Hearts. Which team is currently top of the Lowland League? Jack Butland was on loan at which English Premier League club last season? Crystal Palace Sean, would it not be better to just hand the phone to the guy that gave you all the answers in the background? That was my dad there, aye He's probably better, <laughs> a better option, mate, aye But you were the only one willing to put yourself up and take take the, the heat on air, is that right? Yeah, I was taking the risk, mate, Good yeah. man What's your dad's name, Sean? Uh, Frankie Frankie, good effort from you, Frankie Let's see what Hugh Evans can bring us Hear me now? Oh, the classic. You were nodding away there. What you Marvin Gaye heard it through the grapevine. The classic. I mean, let's get it on. But anyway, right. Oh. Let's indeed unbeat the pundit. 30 seconds, your time, and the same question starts now. Which MLS team does Scott Arfield play for? Vancouver. Uh, name any player that got a double in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend? Uh, Adamida. What type of animals the Ross County mascot? A stag. Who's Celtic's current number five? Uh, Carter Vickers. Which club links John Sutton, Kyle Lafferty and Craig Gordon? Hearts. Which team is top of the Lowland League? Oh, um, East Kilbride. A late, late strike from Hugh Keevans. Sean, do you think you've done enough? Um, maybe about a 50-50 there. I'd go along with that, to be honest. I think that might be a good way of looking at it. Let's go through them. Which MLS team does Scott Arfield play for? Former teammate and friend of Scott Arfield, would you like to confirm? Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh. You mean you didn't see the video of him playing his guitar to all his teammates last week? It was shared on Instagram by Jack Grealish. Uh, remember we did the caption of what I was showing on my phone? Roger, that's what you showed Roger last yeah. week, wasn't it? I got yep. some really dodgy so suggestions. Where, where would I get Instagram that's on the good, Nokia? That's a, that's, a good, that's a good question. Um, Just next to your snake. <laughs> Steady. Do you know what annoyed me about that video? How boring did his teammates look? I, know, I mean, I know when the guitar comes out, uh, it's not for everybody. I mean, if he did that in Scotland, I'd be like, put that away, Scott. Stop. That's true. Never, never, mind this, never mind all this malarkey. Did Sean get it? No, no, he didn't either. Um, and we move on from your snake very quickly. Who got uh, doubles in the Premiership? Ida, Brophy, Anderson, Dessers. You both went Adam, Ida. You were both correct. One all. Who, uh, what type of animal is Ross County's mascot? I'm afraid, Sean, it is not a lion. Uh, it's it, not a lion, definitely not. It's definitely not a lion. <laughs> it's a stag, which Hugh Keevans got. <laughs> right, so Hugh Keevans goes one in front. Celtic's number five. I'll be honest, I don't think I'd have got that. Under the gun. I don't know, that's in the Rocky. Lager Bielka. Uh, no. no, 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 he's not. No, 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 hold on, Stuart's inquiry, he's four. I think you're right. It's Scales. Which one of the producers wrote this and is getting thrown under the bus? We'll name and shame it. Is Liam Scales? My favourite player, I was going to say. Is he your favourite player? Huh. <laughs> right. 
it's, I'm loving Sean's mood, his energy, right? So we're level then, it is Liam Scales. Uh, what clubs links John Sutton, Kyle Lafferty, Craig Gordon, it's Hearts, you both got it. Who's top of the Lowland League? East Kilbride, both got it. You ran out of questions there. Uh-huh. And Sean got one more. Ooh. Jack Butland was on loan at which English Premier League club last season? Sean said Crystal Palace. Sean, it was Manchester Man United. United. Oh, he was a Crystal Palace. He did. He did. You hit the post, I'm afraid. So it means we're on to a tiebreaker. Are you up for that? Yeah, well, come on, you. Oh, come on. <laughs> right. What? right, here's the deal. I'm going to ask the question. I'll get Hugh to write his answer down. I'll then invite Sean to give me his attempt. How many international games have the Scotland men's team played? Ever? <laughs> Ever. How many international games have the Scotland men's team played? Write it down. You were probably there at the first one, so... Okay, what are you going for, Sean? Three. Right, okay. Uh, Hugh's gone for 760. Sean's gone for 300. Sean, it breaks my heart to tell you it's 823. So Hugh Keevens is actually not that far off. Hardline, Sean. Oh, well, I'm doing my best. I was listening to a tiebreaker. Exactly, Sean. Well done, Sean. Thanks for playing, Sean. No, you did not. Thanks a lot, Sean. Oh, brilliant, thank you, I appreciate it Brilliant, brilliant Sean and Fra- Frankie, was, you haven't heard this Frankie, the Sean's dad, he answered all the questions in yeah. the background But Sean was the spokesman, I don't mind that a bit of teamwork Great energy about him oh, yeah. that's, Great Listen, that's all you can hope for for a Monday night is that level of enthusiasm and Not bad by your standards, 760 yeah, yeah, yeah. 823, you're prob- well, probably at most of them 150 years we've been playing Yeah First one was good though, you said it was Well, it's Partick, because I was born there, you know, so I only had to walk down yep. the road to the West Scotland Cricket Club. It was easy. Get your um, hieroglyphics for your match report, I'm sure it was a classic. <laughs> anyway, 01419511025, that's the number you need. Let's dive straight back in on the weekend's Talking Points. Graham is a Rangers fan, he's going to kick the second hour off. How's it going, Graham? Hi panel, thanks for taking my call I've only got about five minutes I'm just about to start work but oh. <laughs> Let's just talk about that Where are you working? I know, yeah, I'm in the GRI I'm a nurse up at the hospital Brilliant Well so, keep up the good work Graham, And take it away with your well, point We won't keep you Yeah it's just a quick point So it's just basically To sing the praises of John Lundstrom In the past few months for Rangers I just think he's been absolutely sublime I've been watching his his You know his games And his stats and stuff like that And He's tracking back, he's intricate passing to set up, you know, goals and what potential goals. I just don't think the guy's getting enough praise this season so far. Um, I know Rangers went through a lot of injuries and, you know, things like that. And I put the current squad and I think to myself, if Lundstrom was to go out injured for any reason for a length of period, a time, sorry, I think that would have a, you know, a huge effect on where the trophy will end up this season because I think that guy's been absolutely unbelievable. He's tracking back, he's work rate, you know, he's he's just his overall contribution has been, you know, unbelievable this season. And I just think he's fitted in so well with the current squad, uh, and the way Philippe Clement's got him playing. I just think the guy's playing out his skin this season. Um not heard so much about it in the media mm-hmm. and papers, etc. But I think the guy is, you know, he's he's, he's turned the screw and I know he's at a contract. Next season, but for the way the guy's playing just now, he surely deserves another couple of years. He's, he's been absolutely sublime in that Rangers 11. He very nearly made my performer of the weekend, Graham, uh, but he was just picked to, to Neil's Coppin because Gordon 
was adamant that I was outside of the box this week. But uh, no, listen, I think uh, Philippe Clement came in at, uh, at a tough time and had to play with the cards he was dealt. Uh, but initially from the get-go, he obviously improved what he what he already had. And I think the big benefit of that has been John Lundstrom. I think he's been outstanding since Philippe Clement came in in October. Uh, you quite rightly pointed out his overall sort of impact in the game, but you know, he's added assist to his game, which has never really been a focal point, but he's making an impact in the uh, in the final third of the pitch as well. And, and listen, he's been outstanding. He's actually out of contract this summer, I believe. Mm, it's a uh, wonderful time to be discussing a new contract. Yeah, certainly after the form he's been in. But is that, no, is listen, that the I reason behind the form? Is that what you're telling me? Potentially, <laughs> you never know. But you even just look at it, God, we've spoken about it, how much Philippe Clemence rotated this current Rangers side. But he's John Lundstrom's a constant. Yeah. A constant. Yeah, you only really look at Connor Goldstein, James Tavenier, and John Lundstrom mm-hmm. is the only outfield player. That are, that are what, does, what does the future look like do you think there because you know, you know football if you were basing it just on the 90 minutes and the performances John Lundstrom's getting a new deal every every day of the week Andy and I'd imagine Philippe Clement wants to keep him um, he, he's, he's 30 by all accounts he's a high earner mm-hmm. or, or one of I think that does that change anything at all or has that become has that become a priority again when it maybe yeah. didn't look like it was a couple of I don't ago. think it changes whether he gets a contract or not. It might change the terms of the contract because, listen, I'm only speculating, but I'd imagine he'd be in the maybe top three, four, five uh, highest earners within the club. But Fleet Clement and Rangers currently are talking about these sellable assets. I think John Lundstrom's probably in that bracket where he's no longer going mm-hmm. to be a sellable asset. If he signs a two or three-year contract at Rangers... Then he's then bridging into the 32, 33. He's probably not. He's probably past the years where they're going to sell him for you know, millions of pounds. But one thing's for sure, I think he's shown this year and previously, it must be said, a little bit more sporadically, but certainly consistently this season, that he's more than deserving a new contract. Can I just take the huff and be grumpy for a second? No, why not? Graham throws in that one about the, the media. I've not read, not read much about it. Philippe Clement has had an unbelievable press. A variety of Rangers he, players have had a I tremendous press. I don't think it was a criticism. He's just yes. saying he thinks he John Lundstrom well, needs a bit more praise. in the media. Well, that's Graham because... mentioned him once in your call. Every other player and the manager have been getting an incredible press. And I'm sure that somewhere Lundstrom got his share as well. So there's no attempt there to sweep John Lundstrom under the carpet because he's playing too well. Um, Graham, what have you got? About a minute left, you need to go. Well, I'm a minute late, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Let's go. <laughs> How do you feel about the title race after the weekend? Then there were no points gained, but um, it was a sort of confidence-boosting result in performance. Or how do you feel about it? Yeah, well, I mean that's the sort of performance that takes me back to the Benfica game last of the season before. I think it was where they played it unbelievable. That's obviously the best I've seen them play this season. But it's, there's still got to be twists and turns. There's two old firm games still to come. There has got to be games where I think Rangers are still going to drop points. I do think it will go to the wire, maybe the last game or two of the season. Um, but I've got a lot more confidence now than I did have a few months ago when obviously Michael Beale mm. was in charge. But I think um, I think going forward, there have been Shika match as well. Um, I think that will be a turning point for us. I reckon, I reckon we'll, we'll go through on that and that will give us a, a major boost towards towards the title but yeah I hope so. Brilliant. enjoy your shift Graham. hope it goes Thank smoothly you. for you Graham. on the line is it true you were the one that was secretly running Michael Beale's burner Twitter account <laughs> <laughs> give him the praise you've it been on here for, for years praising his, 
his tactics. I'm now keen to see it all come together. I stand by it. I think it's a very good Because you're always saying to me as well that you don't have Twitter, but you seem to see a lot of things that are on Twitter. I think I've wrong no, you. No, no, I've, I've got a Twitter. you got a secret yeah, one, have you? I've got a secret Twitter, absolutely, but I don't tweet from it like that. Search for it. You're a bit like that. I'm a big Twitter fan, to be honest. I love it. You're a social media, is that, you always been like that? Is that a football thing? Because your Instagram's a, it's a bit. Um, key as well isn't it uh, to be honest it was when I came back up the road inside for Rangers the first thing I thought was get straight off social media there's <laughs> no, no need for that distraction probably a wise decision anyway what about Ian who's a Rangers fan Ian what are you taking away from that weekend um, I'm taking away the fact that I, I, I was I, I was like 50-50 whether Rangers were going to win the league or not but after seeing them at the weekend and how well they played and they came out and I'm I'm thinking that I'm probably about 80% sure now that they're, they're going to... Uh, Must have been a heck of a performance to add 30% on in one afternoon. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it, it was it was phenomenal. Honestly, I mean, every single player was bang on it. The substitutes were bang on it. Um, there's a togetherness that's, that, that Celtic wants it to have, just now, as you said. And I'm nearly at a set to the producer and all. I, I, I'd like to give Hearts a, a, a lot of credit and people might laugh at me for that because they get beat 5-0 but they always want people to come out and try and play football in Scotland and they'll put everybody behind the ball Hearts did that alright they came they got a bit of a sore at the end of the day but I mean it's still it was good in the sense that they, they never went into their shell they never packed the, the you mean that's it, always you mean, a classic you mean it? it was good in the sense that your team beat them no, well, it's good. Because the only te- the only the only scenario that you ever th- praise a team for that is when you take advantage of it. Hearts could have parked the bus and maybe only lost one 0 Who knows, Andy? Um, what is there that I know it's one of these things that you can't really measure it and it gets kind of thrown out there. But does there seem to be that whether it is momentum or togetherness or these types of words? Is that is that where the confidence would come from if if you know if Ian was right and and that is where the title ends up? Yeah, it's certainly part of it. I'm probably lean towards more Graham's opinion where I do think it's going to go right down to the wire I think both teams will drop points outside the two old firm derbies uh, and, and Lishan Rangers got a very difficult game on Wednesday against a, a Derek McInnes team mm. that have took plenty of results against the old firm this year uh, but I think you look at Rangers just now it's, it's amazing what two or three new players can do because it was only two or three months ago where you're talking about Rangers squad saying ah, I mean the squad's not good enough it's too thin you know, there's a significant drop-off when one comes in for the other. You look at it now, Rangers are making four or five changes a game and the individual performances and the collective aren't really dropping off. You know, Dessler scores two at the weekend there. I've no doubt Fabio Silva will probably play on Wednesday, just like when Fabio Silva scored last week and then Dessler's comes in. So, listen, they're chopping and changing and whoever's coming in and getting the jerseys, not really letting anyone down. But I do think the advantage I do see Rangers having is that defensive record 13 goals against throughout the season 4 away from home I think if they continue that from now to the end of the season it could just edge them it's so all, all a matter of personal interpretation but I go back to the point that I made earlier on that in the 19 league games that Philippe Clement has had he's taken 9 points more than Brendan Rodgers had over the, the same 19 game period everything points to Rangers they're playing well they're growing in strength Celtic at the same time, that there's no doubt that, as I say, that they're going from game to game on a wing and a prayer, and that there's no settled side. The the team on Sunday mirrored the fact that uh, we're into almost into March, and Brendan Rodgers doesn't know what constitutes his best team. Uh, I think Celtic have a really really tough 
afternoon coming up against uh, Hearts at Tynecastle on Sunday. I think they will drop points there. I think that Rangers will go through the remainder of the season, the league season, and not lose. I'm not saying they will win every game. How many predictions have you just made in one goal? That, that, even by I'm, your standards. That, that, that 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 that's 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 them, them. That is spectacular. That's why I'm sitting here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for to offer an opinion. They will not win every game, but they will not lose any. Everyone in Glasgow in the West writes that down and I'm sure we'll remind you if and when you get them wrong. Anyway, thank you, Ian. 01419511025. We will give these two a full-time teaser next. Clyde One Live Celebrating The first 50 years Yes hopefully Lots of you have already acted And got your tickets To Clyde One Live Hugh Keevans is telling me He's besides himself He's going to get his Best outfit looked out The first act was announced uh, For Friday the 31st of May If you've not heard It is Amy McDonald 12 million songs Sold A billion streams and they'll tell you what that is during the break. She's already sold out the hydro by herself and now going to be part of her 50th birthday celebration. So, if you fancy it, Clyde1.com and she's just the first artist to be announced. The next act will be announced Wednesday, Bowie at breakfast just after 8am. So get your place before the tickets sell out now at Clyde1.com. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans are here. Still plenty of time to get your calls in, so please do. And you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Thanks to Jerry for this question. Let's give it to the guys. The full-time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride. Call now to score a free no-obligation quote. Right, it is the full-time teaser. That's when you send the questions to us and we try, that being the keyword, to see if the pundits can come up with the answers. So, Jerry tonight wants you to name 10 players who are currently in the Scottish Premiership who have played for their current club before. So ultimately then their second or third or fourth Whatever spell mm-hmm. at their current club So there are 10 players in the Premiership Who've previously played for their current club before They're back at their club What do we think? Leon Balogun I honestly did not expect Hugh Keevans to get one of them before you and <laughs> I know Hallard. honestly that could be a Hang your I head could, in shame I could toil with this big thing Chug, that's good Yep uh, Because he... he um, Matty Kennedy He's flying Come on Andy Keep up Oh I'm telling keep you up. I could toil big time with this Matty Kennedy Back at Kilmarnock Martin Boyle Yes Well done Take one more guess and then Craig move on. Yeah an easy one He's got the bit between his teeth now Thanks to Jerry for that If you like the sound of it You think you could come up with a question That would catch the pundits out It's Full time At Clyde1.com That is the email address you need, so please do. Let's bring in Doogie, who's a Rangers fan. How are you, Doogie? I'm fine, thank you very much. Uh, I know you've Good got. Evening. A, I know you've got a couple of things on your mind, Doogie. So start, start with your, your Rangers game at the weekend. Like to say, good evening, Gordon, Hugh, and Andy. Thanks, Doogie. Good evening to you too. Right. Although I'm a Rangers fan, I would like to talk about the young boy that plays for Motherwell, Lennon Mar. What a player that boy's got to turn out. 17 year old. And the way he turned that defender yesterday, and he didn't get a, hell, a hot head to go for a shot. 
the ball had played in to play a spittle for their goal. Absolutely brilliant. And I would like to ask Andy, you must see him in training, Andy. Where do you think of him? It's funny you mentioned Dougie because me and Gordon were talking before the show about no, obviously the, the, the turn alone is impressive but it's then the composure for a 17 year old to not get caught in the stars at the moment and then doing that turn and whipping one in the top corner it's the composure to then see the pass wait a pass and then obviously produce that uh, that assist for the opening goal but listen he's a, he's a fantastic talent I, sp- I spoke about him plenty of times before I even signed with Motherwell but then seeing him day to day he's just got such a an experienced head on young shoulders where doesn't get too carried away uh, such a willing learner which I think is huge for, for a boy at his age where he doesn't get too carried away with the first team appearances he's made at such a young age I don't really see him have many weaknesses to be honest I think he, he can do he can do most things I think he's, his attributes are, are, are far and wide where in an attacking sense he's got attributes defensively his positional sense for such a, a young age as well is really impressive uh, but I think he's in a, a really good place at a really good club that are giving him great opportunities I, you know, I see first hand how much no, uh, the manager sort of deals with him day to day to help him improve as well. Uh, and and listen, he's he's a he's a fantastic young talent, and I, I think it's a case of you know Motherwell are very lucky to have him, and, and Lennon's lucky to have Motherwell. I think he'll join a succession of very very good young Scottish players abroad. Do a Lewis Ferguson. Uh, I think he should broaden his horizons and think along those lines. Uh, he clearly has it to play in Italy or Spain. Anybody likes, um, and I, I think you should think big, uh, and do, if not uh, the continent, do a Billy Gilmer go down south. Um, you know, he could be the next biggest thing after Billy Gilmer. So I think that's where his future might lie. I think there's a tendency. It's not just us; we all do it. I kind of noticed it with some of the the youngsters that played in the Carabao Cup final. We just we. Bracket youngsters all together Whether they're 17 or 21 As if there's no difference you No know, but as Doogie says 17 Not, yeah. not, not even nearly 18 <laughs> For what it's worth And it, it, Something I noticed about the goal as well Doogie and you are saying You know you think you would have got Rabbit in the headlights Or, or see names and, and lights And take a shot But I also thought he was going to slide it to Paul McGinn Paul McGinn's like begging for it And he almost looks like he's going to But just spots Blair Spittle Has he always got that Is it is it like a Can you teach that bit I wonder because he's so young So how do you it's di- I, I think he can But I think that's more Through experience The likes of composure Comes and not getting yeah. Caught up in the emotion in the, well, That's it, what I mean is, in the is that rare to have it At, at that, at that age? age 100% I remember the first time I spoke about him On this show this season And I gave him I actually gave him Performer of the weekend When Motherwell won At Tincaster against Hearts And at that time He was 16 So I'm giving him Man of the match performances Of the weekend At 16 year old And again my mate, We're only We're only 6-7 months Into the season He's probably got 20-25 appearances under his belt uh, he's obviously in the, in the Scotland national setup as well but again what I, I stress that the biggest thing for me is how much he's still willing to learn he's not getting carried away with himself I, I've seen so many hot prospect youngsters with the world at their feet and a lot of potential get carried away in the moment and then lose that ability to develop while you're still a first team player and, and, and learning the game but every single day he never changes Gordon he's found himself out of the team when he came back for injury for maybe 2-3 games you wouldn't see a change in his demeanour. There's no huff. There's no. There's no strut. It's again turning up for training, doing the right things, trying to get back into mm. the team. And obviously, he's, you know, he's, he's he's took his chance at the weekend and pressing again. What do you think, Dougie? Brilliant. Now, as Andy said, he could have had a hot head and went for a goal himself, mm-hmm. or 
same Blair's battle coming through and it was a delightful ball perfect weight on it for Spill to put it into the net I think the boys absolutely brilliant by the yeah I'm sure it'll be an important end to the season what about your own team then what did you take away from the weekend well I was at Ivorox on Saturday and oh what a game it was sorry Andy <laughs> Sorry, he's not oh, don't, don't, don't say sorry to me Don't worry I'm not there anymore <laughs> I know you're a blue nose Into the bargain mate But No <laughs> I was going to say The that notion day. that Andy Halliday Would be disappointed By that result yeah. At Ibrooks at the weekend Was um, You'll have half the Half the city in Stitches with that one Dougie But you were happy about it Yeah I was delighted What a performance it was And The best thing about it Right I sat Where my seat is Just behind The dugout Mm-hmm and we were 5 nothing up And Father come on is still Pushing them forward Pushing forward Mere goals Mere goals At 5 nothing up We have not seen that For a good few years There's almost a, a so, Worrying aspect to it Hearts are the third best team In the league That's the fourth time This season They've lost to Rangers And Not only did they lose to Rangers They were taken apart And 5 nothing Flattered them It could have been 7, 8 or 9 Uh that, for me, no bad reflection on Clement. I knew it would be that way. Uh, and he is a very, very good manager in our midst. And Scottish football should be happy that he's here. But the standard of opposition this season, the, we, we've got to up our game. Aberdeen are in the grubber. Hibs can't get in the top six. These are our top clubs. See, and to be fair to Hearts, though, the, the run they've been on in, in their points total... So they're having a pretty good season for a for a third place team. Is it not just the the nature of the gulf that sometimes that's going to happen? Well, you know, you know, I'd see the point if they were thirty five points behind Celtic, you'd be saying they need to get closer. But actually, their their points total was pretty good. I just think the overall uh, complexion of the league, Kilmarnock, uh, everyone gives them great praise and rightly so. Uh, but there are too many teams who are, for me, not competitive mm. enough. Andy Dougie's happy that Philippe Clement was urging Rangers on to try and score a fifth and a sixth and so on. Um, what about to combine that with Hugh's point? Sometimes when it is the third best team and it's a team that's going well, you, you build it up, you go there with optimism, you think maybe you you know you can affect the game, you can go and impose yourself, and, and then sometimes that happens. It is quite. I'm thinking back to that previous caller who said, I mean, well done to Hearts for coming and having a mm. go. I bet he thinks that because Rangers scored yeah. five. Um, is the harsh reality that sometimes it is the, the old kind of parking the bus bit that gives you the best chance of sneaking something? <sighs> Potentially, but I think no matter what your game plan is, if you concede within 90 seconds, sure. your game plan's almost out the window from the get-go because you're chasing the game so early. Uh, but listen, Hearts are on a great run, eight wins in a row. I'm, I'm, I've no doubt they've went into that game of confidence. And to be honest, from the, the outside looking in, I, I made Rangers favourites for the game, don't, uh, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't envisage a 5-0. And like you quite rightly said, that top show could have been seven, could have been eight. Mm -hmm. Such were the chances that Rangers created. But to be honest, no wonder Philippe Clement's urging his team to do more because, like I said, I, I think this is going to go down to the wire. So that six-plus goal difference that Rangers have over Celtic, that's a point for me. That's another point. As much as we talk about the two... Uh, Sorry, two points in hand over Celtic just now. Six extra goals feels at another point. So these extra goals that Celtic scored, and obviously the, the, the win on the 94th minute, that 96 minute third goal for Celtic could be so important mm. come the end of it. That's how tight I believe this will, this will go. Uh, thank you very much to Dougie on the line 01419511025. That was the number 
uh, that Dougie dialed. Let's hear a bit from Philippe Clement. I don't think we've done that yet. He was having his say uh, on the game at the weekend as well. Saturday, it was a 5 0 victory, of course, as we just discussed. And the Belgian says it was a top display and he's happy with his side's hunger. But it's been one of the best until now, I think. No, I'm, I'm really pleased. Um, but I see what I what I see in the trainings. So it's not that it's these things are coming out, falling out of the sky. Um, the team is growing. We've been talking about that a lot last weeks and months. This first goal of Dio is really important in a game like that to open up the game, and then we continue it. And that's good that there's now the hunger and desire never to stop, and always wanting more. So that's the mentality I want to see. Uh, Andy, so explain this in more detail because the folk like me who don't really understand the, the correlation, I noticed Hearts had, I think, 47% of 47%, the ball. 47%, yeah. Which is quite high for a team that loses mm-hmm. 5-0. So what, what, is, what does that say about how direct Rangers are or how efficient they are or... or you know what, what? What can you read into that? Well, what I will say for the get go is that I watched the ninety minutes on Saturday. It never felt like forty seven percent, and I think the majority of that probably came in the last sort of twenty twenty five minutes, sure. where, where Hearts did have a little bit more control. Um, but we've said it for the start. I think that the real sort of difference for for Philippe come on coming in the door is that willingness to attack quickly. You know, any time there's a turnover in the middle of the pitch of the defensive third, they're looking to score as quickly as possible. And that's probably evident in the second goal that got scored with, with Cortez. I think it's Kai Rolls tries to play a, a, a pass into midfield. Dujon Sterlet nicks it and within two passes. You know, Tom Lawrence is, is cutting it across goal for Cortez to score. So I do think they have that willingness to, to get forward quickly, score goals. And at times it can be a bit ugly because it then leads to a lot of turnovers within the game. But when they have a 90-minute complete performance when it works like that, mm. it's obviously very, very good to watch. Right, come on then. Ten players in the Premiership previously played for their current club I, before, so they're in their second Can I goal. clarify? Um, do, if they've been on loan and then signed permanent, does that count? Because I've got about five of them. I don't think so. So, Test for example, some of the names. Uh, no. Right, okay. So that takes no. away f- four No, I think they'll have, they have to have... Been away and came back okay, ultimately. No problem. Yeah. Let me take away Duke Clarkson. Fresh. Yeah, rubbish. Right, so Shinny. Yes, Graham Shinny. Hugh? Stevie May. Yes, well done. We'll get the rest of the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on the home straight with Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday but they have still work to do on the full-time teaser if you want to send one in it's full-time at Clyde1.com Tonight's is from Jerry, and I like it I feel like everyone fans of the Scottish Premiership could get involved in this there are 10 players in the Scottish Premiership who've previously been at their current club so ultimately they're in their second or third spell uh, at the club at the moment Guys like Matty Kennedy Stevie May Graham Shinney Leon Balogun Craig Gordon And Martin Boyle Leaving you with four to get Greg Stewart Yes Johnny Hayes Yes Stuart Finlay Oh three spells Come on look One to get Absolutely flying I'm not giving you any clues The last one is the most difficult By By a distance I would say But we'll see how you get on uh, Right where are we We've given a good Review Of Heart trip to Ibrox. We certainly kicked the backside out of Motherwell and Celtic. What was your other standout from the weekend? Do you want to go Aberdeen? Well, Frost County was my Ross result. County. I mean, what's the script with Aberdeen? The Neil Warnock 
hype A tragedy, that's the script um, There's a lot of attention there There's a lot of sound bites Is it is it coming too much on the football pitch? Um, you know, I don't get the point of absolutely destroying your players uh, Saying that they need nastiness uh, They were bullied They were pathetic Let's hear from him actually I'd like to hear you paraphrase him But let's hear what Neil Warnock had to say I can't believe today I just think it's uh, the physical aspect we haven't, got, we haven't got any physical presence really In the whole squad I think we just I know they're a nice group I mean we haven't got many players That have got an edge on them really You know how many times did they put leave the foot in And, and referee didn't do all You know we need, we need one or two nasty people at, I think at times And I think that's, that's going to be The biggest problem in the next few months Are you with me? Getting the recruitment right really because they're all, they're all nice lads. You can't, I can't fault them for being nice lads, but you want, a bit of, you want a bit of nastiness in the team, don't you? You want a bit of people standing up to be counted. And, and it's, it's, you know, they're, they're not there, so I can't, I can't force that onto them. It's beginning to sound like a 1950s caricature. You know, last week it was boot the ball into the stand. They can't score if they're in the stand. Uh, and now it's nastiness. Makes you sound like a young football hipster. Yeah, yeah. You'll be telling us about XG in a minute it's like Entries into the final third I sound like Maurizio Pochettino next to him <laughs> uh, But it's not funny for Aberdeen you yeah. know, Because it's not getting any better He's won one of the four five games that he's had um, And St Johnston midweek will be very interesting It's at Pataudry You would say surely to goodness As St Johnston slide down towards the playoff position and uh, Craig Levine's having a miserable time at Perth. If Aberdeen don't win that match, it's serious time because they're then away to St Mirren at the weekend. They won't win at St Mirren. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're looking at a cup tie, Scottish Cup tie with Kilmarnock, who have just dusted them down at the weekend. So I know he's there holding the fort, but there are ways of holding the fort. And... Uh, Aberdeen, they better have a good man in mind for permanent manager next season because it's sliding away. If Miofsky left that club, they'd be in a bit of a state and that Graham Shinney must be... Because he's the one that does have nastiness, professional nastiness and all the heart in the world that you want in your team. But he must be looking around from the manager's office to the dressing room and wondering... What's going on about him? But see, for me here, that, that I don't think that's even a true analysis of the game. They got they go outplayed. Commander battered them for ninety minutes. They created umpteen opportunities. They were lucky it was only two. So I think it's easy to just say ah, we got bullied on the day. They never they, they got outplayed. Commander were thoroughly thoroughly deserving of the victory. That's still you know in isolation. There's no there's no shame in going to Commander and losing. Um, no, I get, no, I get but say, not... say, saying in your pre-match comments that. No, no one will be expecting us to get. Yeah. Well, you, they should because you've got double the budget of Kilmarnock. You, you're Aberdeen. You've spent a lot of money on players. You spent fees on players in the summer. So uh, for me, there should be people backing you to go to rugby park and getting results. If you thought this was going to brighten the place up, the fans aren't buying into it. The, the Aberdeen mm. fans, you know, the, the weekend when the game was over, it was sacked the board, which is the usual cliche. But. The fans are looking at this and saying, what is going on? They've made three bad managerial choices, one after another, on Dave Cormack's watch. And now they've got the song and dance man in uh, and we're back to the 50s. The Battle of the Saints went 
kind of exactly how you'd expect it to on paper. Just a routine win for St Mirren. Goal in either half, no fuss, deserve to win, clean sheet and onwards they go. Yeah, I think um, I think the real worry for St Johnson is where the goal's coming from because, I, you know, I think over the, the last sort of two, three seasons you've looked at Chris Kane, Stevie May, Nicky Clark and the likes of Chris Kane and, uh, uh, and Nicky Clark. It's been 17 a real, in 27 games. Uh, and it's been a real struggle to keep their strikers fit. And obviously they made a couple of additions in January. Um, not quite made the impact yet, but um, listen, uh, St. George are always a tough team, team to play against. They're hard to beat. They've got real physical presence. They're, they're a threat for set pieces, but you know, have they got that one guy? You know, Hughes just mentioned Miofsky there. I know that's to the, the, the extreme with the amount of goals he's come for Aberdeen, but is there that one guy that's going to guarantee you 12 to 15 goals? Right now, is I don't think St George have got that man. Although, incidentally, I was just looking at the table and uh, your teammates have 36 goals to St Johnson's 17, yet you sit one you place. You never said a, they conceded, Colm. Uh, I was going to say, yet you sit one place above them. So, um, maybe the. Yeah, the conceded Colm is obviously. That, that's the issue. And, and I've said it so many times in the show, I've said it to you you know, privately as well. You look at the end of the season, it's often that goes against columns, the, the reason why you, why you are on the table. So, you even look at the weekend there for, for how solid as we were for. Certainly, the first half, um, you know, you, you then concede three goals to the end of the game, and and that's a really the the, the team we're trying to try to improve on. How's the fitness midweek coming too soon? Uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, well, obviously try and give it the the, the sort of best possible chance of playing the game. It's obviously a real real frustration for me. I don't like being injured at the best of the time, but I think when it's a new team and you've got yourself in, you're enjoying it, you're staying fit, you're getting a, a run of games. So then. No, like I said, it's my first muscle tear at 32, so it's, I've, I've done no, not too bad in that regard. But it's a real frustration when you're watching games like yesterday and you're seeing your boys sort of in the trenches trying to get a result and you're not there to help. I'll tell you what, I saw a great example of maternal commitment. I met oh. Andy Halliday's mother at ah. Fir Park yesterday. She was there cheering on the team. Oh, she's a staunch member he, of the Steelman Club. He wasn't even in the squad. <laughs> So that's like that. You think she was only there to watch your boy? Listen. She seems to be embracing the yeah. Felix. Does she have the claret and amber scarf on or not? I didn't notice that one. I have to say, I don't think she would go that, that step mm. yet. She really, really, for a while. really, really wanted Motherwell to win, though. I'm purely for you, I'm sure. No, purely. no, <laughs> I don't purely, think so. Purely for this you. Is, this is Glasgow. Glasgow mammies. That they're always there for their boys. Exactly. Um, big midweek though, isn't it? Split across a couple of days. Obviously, Some huge fixtures across um, the board. Tomorrow, Ross County, St Mirren, um, and then the rest on Wednesday. So, see, Ross County, you know, at home, Don Cowie got a, a nice result there Saturday against Livingston. If they were to beat St Mirren, the panic's on at St Johnston because that would and Motherwell. Yeah, that would that that would take them above St Johnston. Uh, so that's a biggie, and of course, I love an Edinburgh derby. I mean, I'm speaking to the king of the Edinburgh derbies here, who scored twice in one of them. Uh, but what a biggie that is. Hearts wounded, or they should be, by that performance and result at Ibrooks. Nick Montgomery finally gets away from draws, but the last time out, Lauren Shanklin settled it at Easter Road. Mm. Nick Montgomery could really be doing with a good result uh, in an Edinburgh derby. Forget the Edinburgh derby. Wednesday is the Andy Halliday derby Livy against Motherwell where he started it where he currently is and Davy Martindale given us one of the quotes of the season that he he basically he couldn't attract a talent like Andy Halliday really? in the January window he tried tried as he that was two days after he said he was shopping in Primark though that's true I don't know if there was a backhanded compliment or something in there anyway we are almost 
out of time Which means you have time to give me one more answer On this full time teaser Can you name 10 players currently in the Premiership Who are back at a team they've played with before I seem to have misplaced my list No, there we go We've got it You're doing well Matty Kennedy Greg Stewart Stuart Finlay Stevie oh. May Johnny Hayes Steady Graham Shinney Leon Balligan Craig Gordon Are the initials And Martin Boyle Are the initials in your mind DW? No No They shouldn't be I think this is a sneaky one here Oh, oh hold on No, actually Oh, so it Sorry is? Sorry it is yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go <laughs> Do you take it away? Is he a St Johnston player? You're you're on fire with this teaser tonight. This has been a joy to watch. Dre right. Wonderful. Class, yeah. Well done. You but, but, but can I can I query that? If you must. One Beck. Nah, not on that. Loan spells. Loan spells. But no, he went no, back no, and played no, for Liverpool, no, then came back no, and played no. for Dundee. Loan you were just count. told. You were told earlier. No, no but he spells. says he had to go back and play and then nah, come back. Loan spells. Just because Hugh Evans has shown you up at the full time teaser, don't take six four and answers. They end it. How, see that, uh, who, what sort of team Who, who does that, that What sort of, of teamwork up? is that Who oh, would count no, 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 up no, no, That kind shameful. of thing Anyway We are back tomorrow night At 6 o'clock As we build up To a huge midweek Of Scottish Premiership action Thanks for joining us Enjoyed that tonight Enjoyed uh, your company Thank you for tweeting And of course for calling Hopefully we will hear from you Tomorrow night And Lynn is in for Callum up next